started as a group of ANU students um, and before even having a space they basically um, knew that they wanted to buy things that they couldn't buy in supermarkets at the time things like lentils they couldn't get in supermarkets so they decided that they would um, create an order and order that order that stuff directly from Sydney and before getting a space they used to meet at the train station I've heard and then they would split up this bag of you know this 25 kilo bag of lentils or something that <laughs> on the platform <laughs> on the platform and all go their various ways from there um, and yeah after after I, I guess some time of doing that they were in the ANU and they saw that there was like an organic um, nut store I think that was closing down and somehow they were able to talk with ANU and were able to move into that space I guess with <laughs> extremely low rent if at all um, and since then I know that they they moved around to lots of different locations within ANU um, and we've been yeah we've been in this location now since 2012 um, so that's about around seven years um, and somewhere along the line there as well we stopped being associated with ANU and became like our own incorporated co-op um, so currently we don't receive any funding from ANU or the government or anything like that it's entirely um, kind of our own our own members that are supporting the co-op um, to be run um, and yeah I'm like for anyone who's maybe wondering what a co-op is, this this food co-op is basically one where the the members are co-owners of of the business, and what you get as a member is a discount on any of the shopping that you do here, as well as um, a discount on the lunches that we do, and sometimes like cheaper entry for events and things like that, um, as well as yeah the ability to come to our AGMs, our annual general meetings and any of our monthly board meetings any member can come along and, and raise something or um, yeah or, or, or bring their own initiative to do um, and yeah what else is about our structure I guess yeah the kind of core aspect of our business is the shop that we have where we sell um, lots of bulk goods without plastic, supporting local farmers as much as we can, sourcing things organically, um, and like with fair trade, and yeah, hope, um, um, supporting regenerative agriculture as much as we can as well. Um, and so that's that's all the stuff in our shop, and we also have some other things like cleaning products and hygiene products and things like that. Um, I guess we try and source everything in bulk as much as we can and um, and then we've also got our lunches and cafe which happen every day of the week except for Sunday currently and um, the the lunches are made by a cook with the help of volunteers every day they're um, they're very affordable around this part of town it's like six six dollars seven dollars and um, nine dollars I think for the lunches depending on if you're a volunteering member or if you're a non-volunteering member um, or if you're a student or if you're just from the general public there we have these different prices for everybody um, and um, 
yeah, then our cafe also does things like tea and coffee and smoothies and um, cakes and things like that. Um, and I guess like a big difference in how we're not like many other cafes or restaurants or places like that is that so much of the work here or even grocery stores we're, we're different to all of those things because so much of the work here is done by volunteers um, the people who are serving the lunch and the people who are behind the till in the shop are all volunteers so I think like yeah per day there would be um, there would be like over 20 hours of volunteer work that that go into just keeping the place running day to day. Um, there are some, yeah, there are some paid roles, but they're really, um, I guess, tried. They try to be minimal in terms of what what can be volunteer volunteer labour because that will make the prices cheaper for everyone to be buying food in the store. Um, so how many members do you have? I think we have around 300 active members. Um, volunteers. Volunteers, I'd say over a year we'd have at least 150 volunteers. We don't have exact numbers for that at the moment and we don't know um, exactly how much people are volunteering at the moment as well, but um, we know that there are, there are at least 50 kind of core volunteers that would be doing a couple of hours volunteering each fortnight. Um, yeah, and yeah, potentially more. Oh yeah, I think the turnover, the annual turnover is about between 500,000 to 600,000. Wow, what a big business. Do you get a, a reduction on your, on your premises or...? Uh, we've been quite, yeah, we've been quite lucky kind of with the premises that we have. This is definitely the biggest space that we've ever had and um, yeah, having the potential to do the lunches in the cafe as well has made it like a, a way more kind of community oriented space um, as well as having, having the potential to do events and things like this. Um, yeah, yeah. Is it leased from the union? It's leased from this um, company called Unilodge which I guess is like a, a private company that leases it from the ANU. You right to keep going, or do you want questions? Or yeah, well, yeah, I guess like some of the events that we have here, as well as the the shop and the cafe, we have an event once a month of acoustic soup, which is also entirely volunteer run. Basically, people, um, different uh, live music acts will come and play on these um, on these nights and. There'll be dinner, and yeah, if you if you come, then you get dinner, and you get to see all of these different artists, um, and it's a really kind of lovely atmosphere because everyone just listens so much, um, and yeah, some other events that we have are monthly movie screenings, um, which are relating to different kind of educational aspects around sustainability or um, I guess the kind of global situation that we're in, yeah. What are the opening hours? The opening, great question. The opening hours. Because I want to come again. Yeah. 
Um, so during the week we're open between 10am and 7pm in the shop and then um, on the weekend in the shop we're open from 10am to 4pm and then our cafe is open um, during the week from 10am to 3pm um, and on Saturday from from 12 until 2 just for that lunch rush on Saturday. Yeah so if you'd like to become a member you can you can come into the shop you have to do it in store we don't have anything online at the moment um, but basically you um, can pay an annual joining fee of either $35 with a concession or $50 um, without a concession for a one-year membership or we also have um, a three-month option which I think is $20 with concession or $25 without concession um, and and then when you join as a member you are basically asked to do one hour of volunteering each fortnight or you can do two hours every four weeks or three hours every six um, and that um, that volunteering time basically equates into a 15% discount on all of the produce that we have in the store as well as discounts on other things. Mm, yeah. What would you typically do as a volunteer when you turned up? Oh, there, there are lots of different things that you can do as a volunteer and we really try and work like work together in understanding like what your availability and commitment can look like like during the month or whatever. Um, so I guess if you you know if you just kind of turn up and say that you're keen to volunteer one day, there'll be two main things that could be helpful for you to do, which will be to be helping restock or clean the shop or to be helping prepare the lunch if you come between 10 and 12 in the morning. Um, and they're very easy things to get involved with you don't need much experience or to be to be meeting ahead of time with someone about it. Um, but there are also other volunteering things that you can do if you're feeling like you want to be more committed to the co-op and get to know people around here, um, such as the shop coordinating or the cafe coordinating. Um, and then there are also things if you're a bit busier and if you um, want to try and do volunteering from home, there are things like um, doing product research. So that could be looking up Different thing, different things that uh, customers have requested that we stock here. Checking like where the best place to be sourcing it is, um, and looking at how it could arrive here with transport. Um, so there's some computer-based things from home, as well as um, like we have a volunteer team that washes our tea towels on the weekend so that they can be. Do you um, have a handle on all this? <laughs> 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 it sounds so. Um, complicated just for me as, as, a, as a life person I guess. Organized. <laughs> yeah I guess. But is that your job description to understand all that? This is my job to understand all of this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And to come up with the systems to keep it working together smoothly. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. So you're the only full-time person? No so there are three three managers and we're all part-time. Um, there's there's around 50 hours a week that are spent on managing, yeah. Are there certain things like um, food handling skills that you have to have? Uh, the cooks have to have food handling skills. Um, there's also, yeah, there's like a page cook for each day that um, is kind of overseeing all the volunteers in the kitchen that are helping and... Yeah. So there'll be certain lines of expertise that... Yeah. yeah. Wow. What's your best sellers? Oh, the best sellers um, for a long time I think have been 
the for the uh, fresh produce, it's always bananas that sell the most. <laughs> and for the dry produce, <laughs> for the dry produce, it's insecticide-free almonds. Wow! And they're both very good. I can attest. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I guess for our fresh produce, um, all of it is of course Australian um, and we really try and bring it as, as local as possible. Um, yeah, so where we have quite a few relationships existing with local farmers um, that are either doing things organic biodynamically or that we um, I guess that we know their practices well enough that even if they don't have an organic certification we know that they're doing things well and they're using good practices um, and then the things that we can't get locally we order through the Sydney markets yeah. Do you get stuff from the city farm? We do also get some things from the city farm, that's right. What about uh, home gardens? And home gardens as well, that's that's a good question actually because we have this thing called consignment which basically means when you're a member you can bring in whatever backyard produce you have and sell it through the co-op. So if you have lots of lemons on your lemon tree you can come in and sell them to the co-op for, and you can name your price per kilo and then we'll do a 50% markup on that so it's it's a lower markup than our other um, produce to make it to make it better for our members. So if you are a good grower and you want to bring food in, um, are you taking our word for it that it's organic, that it's Certain yeah, we do have we do have conditions that it's organic or chemical free. Um, yeah, yeah, we do have those conditions. We, we don't ever put down organic. We do. We say locally produced. Yeah, if it's not it's certified so. organic, then we'll say chemical free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where do we sign up? <laughs> so you can sign up during our opening hours um, at the shop at any time. You can just talk to your shop coordinator and say you'd like to join up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may as well. I think, yeah, the other things that you get as a new member are you get 20% off the first shop that you do um, and you also get a free lunch or coffee. Good. You said there was no such thing as a free lunch. Is there a free lunch? Is there a website? Um, yeah, we have a website as well. It's uh, foodcoopshop.com.au. And um, that's co-op with a dash. Dot yeah. com, is it? Yep. Dot com.au. Cool we also have like a suspended lunch program for people who might not be able to buy a lunch. We um, have this program where basically some people can, can pay it forward. They can buy somebody else a lunch and it kind of gets written up in a tally um, on a board here and then anyone can come in and if they, if they feel like they need it they can ask for a suspended lunch or coffee as well. Do you get many of that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. It, sometimes it gets like really low and then people go, no, this is not right. 
and then they're just like a thousand turn up in the pool and then it goes back down again. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, those are ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to buy like a person, but yeah, that's a that's a good question about the lunches. We don't currently have um, like gift lunches, but we do have just regular gift vouchers that people could use in the shop if they wanted. Um, but that's a good idea. But that wouldn't apply to the cat. It possibly could if we if we kind of made yeah if we made a gift voucher to be just the cost of a lunch, we could I think easily create that. Um, that's a good idea. Well, Maybe that's something that we can take. Amount, can they use it towards lunch and produce? Yeah, people could use it towards lunch and okay. produce, but because we don't give change on gift vouchers, it might be a little bit complicated, but it's definitely possible to do that. Yeah. So you, you said that um, it's volunteer run. How do you keep the the community of people in a uh, in a, a happy mood? How do you keep your volunteers coming back? Oh, that's also a good question. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess there's there's effort put in at the start to understand like what volunteering will work for people, um, and then, yeah, usually it's good when people are volunteering in the store, and we know that. We can kind of check in with each other and see how each other are doing and no one's doing something that they hate or something like that. Um, and I guess, yeah, just like developing friendships and relationships with the other people who are in the co-op that day usually makes it a pretty like nice and social place to volunteer. Are well, most of the uh, uh, members uh, students? Uh, I don't actually know how many of the members are students, but I think they're actually slightly more members who are not students um, and 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 are paying the full the full price and then right. and then maybe forty percent of people who have membership here have concessions. So I think there are also a lot of people who are dedicated to the co-op for I guess like the the really good quality produce that we have here and the um, like minimal plastic shopping. So you have to come along with your own containers and all that sort of stuff? Um, we have some containers and jars and things that people have donated that, people, that everyone can use for free. And then we also have some bags and containers which are um, not donated or not secondhand, which people can buy at a small cost. And, and then, yeah, we, I, I guess we also encourage people to bring their own containers. Would you be willing to be able to talk to give us a little tour? Yeah, I'd love to do a tour. Yeah, so if I wanted to bring a friend along to lunch, um, um, what kind of things might I see on the menu that day? Oh, that's also a good question. And like a, a difference that we have with lots of other cafes is we only have one lunch each day. And to try and make that something that a lot of people can eat, we make it... Um, gluten-free and vegan every day and so usually that consists of um, some kind of soup or curry or um, stew with rice and we also have bread that people can have on the side um, which we which we get um, just donated to us from a break at bakery in Canberra we just have this the second day um, bread that people can have as much as they want
for seasonal, seasonal presumably, because mm. you know, it's all local, mostly local and seasonal. That's right, yeah, all of the lunches are cooked with the seasonal oh. local vegetables. So it is, it is quite a big space here and about half of it's taken up with the shop and about half of it's taken up with the cafe. But what other things do you do with the cafe space here? Yeah, so as well as I guess the um, acoustic soup events and the movies, we have uh, lots of other environmental organisations or different kind of community groups that meet in the space. Um, and can also can also hire the space to do movie screenings or um, different kinds of talks or meetings, um, and we always try and make it the um, affordable for those groups to do so. Um, we have a little library here where people can take a book and leave a book, um, and we also have bikes from the recyclery which um, people can buy through us. Um, we also work with Seed Savers, um, this new seed saving cooperative, um, which so you can you can um, come into the food co-op and you can buy seeds which have been saved by this group Seed Savers um, from different people's gardens, and then you can take those seeds home and plant them in your own garden. And I think a lot of the seeds are chosen because they're like heritage or unusual and very good quality seeds. Um, so we work with seed savers because of that. Um, mm. Now I can talk from experience from coming here over many, many years and, and the co-op's always been a space where people doing campaigns and people doing protests can come and have their organising meetings and, 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 and events and things like that. Is there a lot of that going on at the moment? Yeah, I think that I think that the need for it, I guess, is is growing or becoming more obvious. So we do see quite a few different groups meeting in the space each week, um, and we try and yeah, we try and make it possible for those groups to do that at a very low low cost, if at all. Um, and yeah, I guess we we also acknowledge like the Aboriginal sovereignty of this area and for groups that are working on um, struggles relating to First Nations communities, we'll, we'll also make an effort to help them have their events here. When did it start? Um, so it started in either 1974 or 1976 or somewhere in between. Are any of those people still around? Uh, I've met a couple of the founding members, yeah. That some of them are still in Canberra and like to hear about how it's going. Yeah, I was just thinking there's some history there that um, if it's still around, mm. maybe somebody should uh, record it. Yeah. Because, you know, it might be another 25 years and you'll still be here. And you think, wow, you know, I wish somebody had just, just grabbed those people when we could have and, and, and documented that. Yeah, there's um, some interviews which have been recorded just through um, like written recordings which are on our website there's a there's a lot of things on our website but that's right. one of the things is yeah. um, this kind of history of the early days of the food co-op in the 70s yeah. Yeah. And sometimes these things just just slip by and you know, you, you, you forget them mm. Mm. 
what are the biggest challenges that you're facing at the moment? Also a good question, yeah. So I, I think the, the biggest challenges facing us now are in this last financial year we had like around a $14,000 loss and um, some of our kind of, yeah, projections of what that loss could, could be attributed to is basically because sales were down in the shop, not as many people were coming in and shopping as we expected. And we think that the most likely reason for this is because of other bulk food stores opening in Canberra, um, some of which would have easier access to parking. Um, and I guess, yeah, that can be that can be a, a factor that that people make these decisions on um, when they're when they're buying their, you know, five kilos of oats or whatever whatever they're getting. Um, so that's that's been a challenge for us. Um, seeing the kind of landscape of um, of where people can buy the types of food that we sell here changing around us and um, we've really been thinking about how we can um, yeah how we can um, change and kind of keep up with this this environment that's changing so people still decide that they will come into the food crop um, and I guess support the business that's owned by the community rather than a chain store or something like that Um, and yeah where we're looking into like an online shop as well as delivery services so that we can kind of address this parking problem Um, even though yeah if if people want free parking they can come after 5 30 and park just across the road just on the corner, I guess, of Barry Drive and Watson Street, there's free parking after 5.30 on weekdays and on the weekends. So I guess, yeah, we encourage people to come in in those times and we're working on kind of delivery options and things like that. Um, yeah. 14,000 is pretty good. It's okay, but I guess we can see that the trend is still going down and we want to kind of turn that around before things get any worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a recent trend or is it...? It's just been in the last financial year, yeah. Um, so it's not a trend over years, it's just something that occurs. Yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been recent and it's been in the same year that um, maybe three or four other bulk food stores have opened in other places around Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um, which overall, like, you know, it's good that people are changing the way that they're shopping and, and the way that they're eating so that we're not producing so much um, packaging and waste. Overall, that's that's really good. But, um, yeah, we just we just need to find ways of being, being known more, I guess, as well. There are lots of people who um, might have lived in Canberra for a very long time but don't know the co-op exists as well as lots of new people to Canberra. Um, yeah, so we're working on that as well. So I, I know lots of people who, when they were uni students, they had heaps to do with the co-op because it's right here in the middle of the uni and then when they when they get a bit older and get jobs and move out to the suburbs and stuff, they don't come in as much. Have you, have you ever thought of, of opening more co-op uh, campuses, I suppose, more, more shops around the place? It is an idea that has come up before. I guess we're trying to kind of resolve our immediate um, kind of challenge before I think thinking of like doing doing things in different places. 
um, and I guess a lot of energy has kind of gone into this particular space because it's so big and it has the lunches and the cafe as well that we're really trying, I guess we've had time to settle into things here and, um, and work out what's, what's working best in the space um, before taking on kind of new external challenges. Fair enough, too. Yeah, there are some there are some other things which we've done recently, which we feel optimistic will also help with the financial situation, which is that um, we'll be getting a industrial dishwasher, which means that washing the dishes will be a lot easier and faster, and we can do it with volunteers. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll also be offering a discount for people who don't do volunteering but have signed up as members so currently the people who are members who get the discount have to do the volunteering or they can pay a one-off kind of um, payment of $120 per year and and that kind of counts as their volunteer hours so we're thinking of adding another discount for people who have signed up as members but don't can't do their volunteer hours for whatever reason and decide not to pay this this one-off payment um, so that they can still get a discount just by joining as members. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mentioned that buying a gift certificate for someone, does the person who's the recipient of that have to be a member? No, anyone can shop here. Okay. They don't have to be a member. Yeah. So do you get many people who aren't members shopping? Yeah, I think there are quite a few people who aren't members that are shopping. Yeah, I think it might even be like 50% of the people who shop here aren't members. Okay. So who do you get coming in here? Um, I noticed certainly with the, the, the policies of the government about 10 years ago, they stopped funding unis very well and the unis have taken up a policy of bringing in a lot of overseas students to to help them just run themselves. and. And the ANU is now full of faces from all over the world. Do you get a lot of people from overseas coming in? Yeah, I think it's a pretty diverse crowd that can come in, which is pretty awesome to see. Um, and yeah, a lot of those people are students. And then there would also be, I guess, more, um, yes, like kind of public servants or people who work in the offices around this area that also come in, um, as well as families and all sorts yeah all right does anyone else have any more questions that's it would you like to add anything more no i'm just yeah thanks yep. for the time to talk about this oh, good no worries well look on behalf of coke Hambra, i want to thank you for, for letting us come in here today and we'll, we'll be meeting here again every month on the on the last monday as coke Hambra, and and i definitely want to thank the co-op too for what it's done for the community and for the the, the penniless protesters over so many decades um, in just holding the space and and keeping the door open for all, all that stuff. It's a really important institution in Canberra and I, I wish you all the best. Thanks.